Welcome to the Web3 Delight Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Harris. You can find me anywhere on social media as Podmaster Jay. We're gearing up for an exciting one-day conference in Lagos, Nigeria, where we'll bring together Web3 startups, developers, researchers, investors, marketers, all under one roof, both physically and virtually. And we're not just talking about the tech either, because Web3 is really a social movement towards transparency, inclusiveness, and ownership. But, (laughs) as usual, I'm getting carried away. I have some great guests lined up for you here, each of which is going to be speaking at the Web3 Delight Conference. So, I decided to sit down with them and give you, the listener, a bit of a sneak peek into what they'll be sharing at the event. In this episode, we're chatting with crypto enthusiast and partnerships manager Petra Chapin. Petra works with Blockpit in Vienna, Austria to help users calculate their crypto taxes and manage their crypto portfolios. So let's jump right into our conversation with Petra. Basically, it started a few years back when I invested a bit of my money into Bitcoin. And then I took a course about crypto to understand better what is happening there. I really liked it, but I didn't do much at that time. But more serious journey into crypto started for me last year, uh, beginning of 2021, when uh, with NFTs. I really loved the whole energy about NFTs. I loved the art. I loved the communities around it. And then I kept on investing more and more of my time and my effort into learning about this space uh, and the ways I can get involved and what it all means uh, for the future. And yeah, I invested a lot of also my money, uh, which paid out. Um, Also, I lost a lot of money, but it was really a big growing experience for me. Nice. Thanks for sharing that. So when you invested into crypto the very first time, what was the reason that that made you make that decision? Um, I was very curious and I really think that it gave like common people, um, a way to earn extra money. And I, I thought as a student a few years ago, I thought, okay, this is maybe my opportunity to get my foot into something new, something exciting. And I felt really this, this could be it, you know, this can be our future that every single person can, um, in a non-traditional way can earn some extra money, um, And yeah, this is what really attracted me to it, this kind of exciting and new way of making money, which is very important. Yeah, absolutely. But in in addition to being an investor, you also work in the industry as well, right? As a partnerships manager for Blockbit, I think you said. Yeah, my educational background was finance. So I worked for banks and I worked also for insurance companies. Recently, I started working in crypto because everything that I do outside of my job was crypto. So I said, might as well start working in crypto because Mm -hmm. it's really my whole life. I get you. Okay. How how has it been so far working in crypto? It's very different than any other company that that I worked for. 
it's very much like being your own, having your own company, but working for a company. So you're really responsible for everything that you do. Um, you just need to bring results. Nobody is kind of um, onto you. You need to do this or this. So you're independent, self-reliant, and just bring the results. Um, so I really like it. It's really a good way to prepare yourself for entrepreneurship, for example. And I like the, also the people in crypto. Um, they are much more relaxed. The meetings are shorter. Everything is down to the point. Of course, there is also a lot of companies and people who are not as professional, which is a downside. But I see it as something that will change in future because it is an industry that it's constantly changing and moving. So in few years, it will be very different. Yeah, I think you, you hit on some of the cool points that attract a lot of other people as well. Uh, it's really about the people and the communities in crypto and Web3 that are the the, the driving force that, that sort of brings all of these people into it. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm interested in knowing what are your thoughts on Web3 and um, specifically what is Web3, what is this whole Web3 movement mean to you? Yeah, of course. So for me, Web3 is first and foremost a drastic change in the way communities can influence and shape the ecosystem within which they live. Unlike Web2, and not to even mention Web1, uh, where communities are given a platform to operate on, but their power stops at some basic rules. Uh, however, in Web3, a community, for example, such as DAO, which, it, which stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization, has really the power to dictate the entire shape, size, and direction of that community, that community will take or that project will take. Um, they also have, um, each investor in that project has an ownership in that project. And that kind of freedom is the very essence of the decentralized world and economy. And it is the center also of my discussion in Web3, Delight. Oh, yeah. The okay. of communities in Web3. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you as well on just the impact that community is having uh, in, in the Web3 environment and, and that really being the, the key differentiator between Web2 and, and Web3. Mm -hmm. uh, and and, and to, to me, um, co community is really the, the thing that, that's driving us forward. And it, it's not so much Web3 isn't so much like a technological change as mm -hmm. much as it's a social and cultural change. I think when, when we look back, you know, 10 years from now, we won't think about the technology and the way that technology changed things. It will be the way that we communicate with each other and the way that we relate to each other as a global community. And even in our smaller decentralized autonomous organizations like those communities, uh, I think those things will change the way that we relate to each other as well. But you, you mentioned... A bit of you started giving us a bit of an introduction to your Web3 Delight topic. Can can you tell us a bit more without giving away too much? Of course, we want people to show up to the event and hear you speak. But tell us a bit more about what your topic is about. So yeah, it's basically about around communities in Web3 um, and what power they hold. And I think communities in Web3, as you said, technology is one side of it. And yeah, it's an important blockchain technology is an important part of Web3. But then the whole other thing is this communities and how much people actually have ownership of the projects and how much um, they can influence the direction of the project. 
And for example, in DAOs, you can really vote about everything. Uh, so the communities are given the power to vote about the direction that this project should go and they can influence directly and it gives power back to people. And for example, in Web2, uh, we had everything was centralized in the end. So if we have Reddit, for example, you have a subreddit about any topic, let's say about ETH, Ethereum or something like this. But it's still like they still cannot decide how they want this subreddit to look like, or they cannot change the rules that Reddit as a centralized or like, let, let's say it's a centralized um, organization imposed on them. And in Web3, you can really take this project, this community that they created, and they can create their own rules uh, with their own um, uh, things that they want to follow, the direction that they want to take it. And they ask the community, where do we want to take it? And you really have this sense of kind of like a, you know, like a power of people and what we can do together, um, which I think it's amazing. And I really love it. So this is what will be kind of the topic of um, of uh, the event in Lagos, the power of communities in Web3, which can be any Web3 uh, project. It can be crypto, it can be DeFi, it can be NFT project, but community is a central thing to all of that. Nice. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard anyone talk about Reddit in that way in terms of possibly using a DAO to... Uh, help to define what, what exactly that digital product looks like. The the analogy that I've heard, and uh, you can maybe let me know if you agree with this one or not, uh, is about Gerber Food, the, the baby food company. And mm -hmm. apparently every so often they'd have like some type of glass or some type of, you know, inedible material that ends up in the baby food. Of course, Gerber isn't purposely putting this stuff into the food. It's happening by accident. But it, it keeps happening very repetitively. Mm -hmm. And the thought is, you know, if Gobo were a DAO and they were the they had some responsibilities to their stakeholders, meaning the parents and, and the babies, that this wouldn't be so difficult for them to do. But because the responsibility lies with the shareholders who probably aren't consumers of this product, it just keeps happening. Um mm -hmm. and so like mm -hmm. if if Gerber ever decided to be a doll, we'd probably get rid of that that problem. Uh, I, I don't know. Is that a, a good analogy to use? Amazing example. Yeah. yeah. That's an amazing example. When the power is centralized, we see more often than none that it's being abused. And mm -hmm. I think when you give back the power to community, the community will decide what is best for them. So I think that's also a very good example of that. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Well, so I'm, I'm also interested in knowing where you think Web3 is going in the future. Do you have, or can you maybe share with us some of your predictions for what you think will be happening in, let's say, the next three to five years in the Web3 industry? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, as part of my day-to-day um, day to day at my job, I, I get to learn a lot about new communities, about protocols and new companies in the crypto, DeFi and NFT space. And one thing is clear from all of it is that innovation never stops in this industry. And given its decentralized na nature and the untapped ways of utilizing this decentralization, I believe we will keep seeing new ideas on how um, individuals can cooperate in this trustless environment being developed. 
trustless meaning that we don't need a third party uh, to really communicate with each other or to make transactions between each other. And I also think that we will see a massive push uh, to adoption of Web3 standards and technologies into the mainstream use. Of course, it will take much longer than five, three to five years to bring it to, uh, to the world, but I think we will see a significant progress. And I don't think that um, the future will only involve like widespread use of cryptocurrency as means of exchange. I think it will also be adaptation of blockchain architecture that underlies it. And I think the three main areas that in the next five years will be influenced will be regulation. Um, I think that uh, regulators and lawmakers will have um, reduced regulatory burdens and they will clarify the situation around treatment of taxes and uh, tax treatment for cryptocurrencies. And it will create a more hospitable environment for Web3. And this will instigate innovation and growth. I think then the second thing would be that um, it would be uh, more trustworthy because as we can see, crypto now has had a trust problem. Uh, we see it we see it amplified during the bear markets that we are also yeah. currently now. We see that Bitcoin crashed and a lot of cryptocurrencies crashed, um, and some of them were like completely as if they didn't exist, like Luna. Mm-hmm. And I think in the next three to five years, this kind of volatility will um, will decrease significantly. Okay. Um, and and then and then the third thing I think it's gonna be really influenced is the integration in everyday life. I think um, for example, automatic payments will be everywhere probably in three three years maybe a bit more will take, but I think it will be already in, a, in on a good way. Uh, basically, we will not have one app or one currency that we pay with. It, it will all go through blockchain and we would go to cinema, we will go to museum, to a restaurant, and we will not, e- we will not even think about paying because everything will be through blockchain. And in, in, in a broader sense, I think that the crypto technologies will just be built into our daily lives. And um, these systems will be running in the background and seamlessly facilitating the movement the movement of data and people. I think this is the, the the path that we are on for the next five years and probably longer. Yeah, you, you paint a really good picture of the future of crypto and, and Web3. I, I, I wonder, do, do you have any thoughts on, is this future something that we can, at least in the short term, in the next three to five years, is this something that we can only expect in like a developed country or can we see glimpses of this in developing countries like like Nigeria as well? I think we can definitely see it also in developing countries. I think crypto and blockchain technologies will play a major role in developing countries such as Nigeria. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's definitely going to be a, a major thing. And I think everything... I think it's going to boom. I think it's going to boom the economy and it's going to mm-hmm. help people um, to really um, to, to really flourish. I think Africa will be a really interesting uh, implementation of, uh, of crypto, uh, implementation of cryptocurrency and, and blockchain technology. So, yes, I definitely think it's not only for the for the Western and developed countries, on contrary. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, a lot of what you see in crypto is just sort of based on the creativity of the founders. And um, we know that in developed countries, there's definitely a ton of creativity. There are lots of use cases that we wouldn't think about uh, in, in, in sort of Western countries. I'm out here in Canada, and I don't think there, there are lots of companies that are necessarily thinking of the edge use cases for mm -hmm. Web3 and blockchain technology, but certainly that is the case in Nigeria. And it's some of the companies that you're seeing popping up and certainly some of the companies that we'll see represented at, at Web3 Delight Lagos. So Petra, thank you very much for, for sharing some of your predictions and, and telling us a bit about what, what you think about Web3 and also some of the the topics that you'll be delivering at, at Web3 Delight Lagos event in, uh, in Nigeria. Uh, we definitely appreciate having you. Encourage everyone who's listening right now to join us on July 29th uh, to be able to hear hear you speak and uh, deliver your, your thoughts to our Web3 Delight community. Uh, I'll, I'll let you sign off. Uh, you can let the audience Thanks. know where they can find you online and and uh, how they can connect with you. Um, yeah, sorry. Can you repeat? Like I didn't hear the oh, last sure. thing. Yeah. How, how can people find you online and how can they connect with you? Yeah, of course. Like through LinkedIn, like my, uh, my name, Petra Chapin, you can always connect with me, send me any questions you have and yeah, I will be happy to, to, to connect. Uh, other than that, yeah, through Blockbit, like my company, you can uh, find easily my email on their official website blockbit.io and you can send me an email so that's the two ways that you can connect with me for now awesome thank you petra we look forward to seeing you in lagos thank you as well i really enjoyed the interview thank you